Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. A lot of us, and this includes myself, rely on food apps like Yelp or Grubhub or Postmates. You expect to see restaurants raided, and you kind of expect them to deliver, too, even if the people at the restaurant don't want to. You can't just claim that you're you're partners with all these restaurants just to make your your business look better because you're not, you know, you're, you're just faking it. A San Francisco chef found out that her restaurant was on a food delivery website without her permission. And it says a lot about what happens when tech companies rush to make a buck. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. So Pim Teshimun Vivet is a chef in the Bay Area. She used to be a blogger, and now she's been opening these restaurants, and she's super high profile. And she's got this, uh, this restaurant, King Cow. It's got a Michelin star, and uh, people love it. Sam Harnett covers Silicon Valley for KQED. She's usually in the news because she makes great food. Most recently, she's been in the news because she had a huge blow-up with Seamless, which is owned by Grubhub. So she was at work one day. Uh, she was working on the floor, which she does sometimes, and she got a phone call. And I picked up the phone, and here's this nice-sounding guy on the phone asking where his food was. The customer's saying, hey, uh, you know, I haven't got my delivery food in 45 minutes. Now, Pim is thinking, we don't do delivery. What's going on? He's like, huh, I ordered from Kim Cow. I was like, yeah, this is Kim Cow, but I think maybe you got confused. He's like, no, I, I went online and put in an order. And she's like, oh, well, we don't, we don't deliver and we don't work with any of these online apps. And he's like, really? Because you're on this one called Seamless. And so we kind of hung up politely, and I just thought maybe he got confused. But then, I don't know, something he said got stuck in my head. So I tucked into the office and Googled Ginkao delivery. And whoa. She finds out she is on Seamless. There's her restaurant, except for it's got a menu that's not quite her menu. And then there's, you know, there's also Grubhub, and we went to Yelp, and it's right there on Yelp. Oh, here's the reviews of Ginkao, and here's how you can order it online. And I'm like, wait a second, what is going on? So I called that um, guest back, actually. I put up his phone number 
from my phone. I asked him if he got the food, and he was like, "No, because you sounded, you convinced me that it really wasn't you, so I canceled the order." I was like, "Oh, huh." But then he was kind enough to send me a copy of uh, the order confirmation to show that he actually really ordered from this company, and they process his credit card and everything. And that just, that was just the beginning of all of this. Pim used to be a blogger. She's got like you know tens of thousands of followers, right? So she went on Twitter and she's like, "What are these companies doing? They're basically signing businesses like me up for their service, even when we don't agree to it." Uh, and when I talked to Pim, she said, "You know, she wanted to use that platform to call attention to this because a lot of you know small restaurant owners they don't have tens of thousands of followers on Twitter, so they get signed up for Grubhub or whatever, and you know they got to like call customer service and just get off, try to get off the app." So Pim was using her platform, and the Twitter feed just blew up, and they realized what was going on, and. They quite quickly took us off. So how is this even possible? How is it possible that a menu that is somehow connected to Pim's restaurant, but not really, ends up on this uh, food delivery app, Seamless? Yeah, well, it wasn't even her menu at all, right? It was from some other totally different restaurant. And basically, the deal is with Grubhub, Seamless. Postmates, DoorDash, they're all adding up restaurants at a, like super fast pace. They're trying to grow to uh, make investors happy. So the vetting process is not really that good. So you could have a restaurant that's impersonating your restaurant that goes on and starts offering food on one of these sites, and who's going to catch it? Eventually, a customer might. But what behooves these apps the most at this point is to sign up as many restaurants as possible and get as many customers as possible and to grow as fast as possible. Food delivery isn't new, of course, but Sam says that in the era of big tech, it's a totally different game with a lot of money behind it, and it's changed everyone's expectations, even Grubhub's. Grubhub is almost 20 years old. It started its business by forming partnerships with restaurants, having them agree to have uh, their food delivered. Postmates and DoorDash; these are、uh, much more recent venture-backed companies. They're not public, and they're focused on growth. And a couple years ago, what they started doing is signing restaurants up for their services without consent, and leaving it up to the restaurant owners to opt out. Now, Grubhub, seeing that Postmates and DoorDash were doing this, very recently decided how to do the same thing to compete, and reluctantly. The CEO wrote a letter to shareholders, basically saying, "Hey, listen, we've been following this. These other companies are signing restaurants up,、uh, you know, without their consent, and we've looked at the numbers, and we have to start doing the same thing." I feel like, especially here in the Bay Area, where we are the you know the trial period for a lot of things that happen in tech, there's an almost an expectation that restaurants will be on these food delivery apps, both on the customers' you know behalf, but then also probably on on a lot of pressure from restaurants or on restaurants. Totally. I mean, I think you know what you have is venture capitalists are assuming that okay, everyone in the Bay Area just wants to be able to get anything at any time. So if we want to have a successful company like Grubhub, you gotta deliver from the fanciest restaurants, and that's why you're seeing such a battle over these fancy restaurants. That's why you're seeing things like King Cow or State Bird Provisions, which is another restaurant that was signed up on this app、uh, without its consent. They want to get these these high-profile restaurants because it's assumed that everybody in San Francisco is going to want to be able to get food from that restaurant whenever they want it. So there's no way for restaurants to know which apps they're on, or even if it is a restaurant that's on the app. I think that's really what bothered Pim in this case is that it is incumbent on the restaurant owner to watch over all this stuff. 
It's like someone signing you up for uh, to receive emails that you don't want to get emails from or someone signing you up for a service that you didn't sign up for. I feel like there's a lot of stories that we could talk about related to the tech industry where there's this feeling of powerlessness on behalf of the consumers and the people who have to interact with technology every day, us, basically. Right. You think about the Facebook and the elections. You think about uh, your private information being shared by some of these companies. And there is a fair amount of like powerlessness uh, in, in the tech world. And so the story that we're talking about here with restaurants feels like just another example of that. Totally. I think PIM's big thing is a lack of control. As a business, we make decisions about how we're going to do our trade. Her business has been successful because she's built it the way she wanted to build it. I don't want to pack my food to send it off to your house because I don't know what quality it's going to be, what state it's going to be when it's on your dining table. I'm not comfortable with that. She feels like these apps have taken that control away from her. She is very particular about her food. And the only way you can get take home food from her restaurant, she said, is if you come in, have a bite, and then take the rest home. And she said, you probably don't want delivery guys doing that with your food. (laughs) (laughs) Good call. And I don't, I mean, I'm not against deliveries or what, I mean, we all have done it, you know, right? But you have to, you can't just, you can't just add people onto your website without your permission. That's just not okay. Does Pim feel like this is a situation where she can do something about it? Or does she feel like this is kind of out of, out of her control? Because uh, it, it almost sounds like a lot of what we've talked about is out of the restaurant's control. Totally. I think in Pim's case, because she has notoriety and she's a more famous chef, she wants to do something about this. And she wants to do something about this, not just for her restaurant, but for all restaurants. You know, Small business owners who don't have tens of thousands of followers on Twitter and can't say, hey, don't sign my restaurant up for a service that I didn't sign it up for. And if you're going to sign me up, give me some control over, you know, what my restaurant looks like on the app, what the terms are, make sure my menu's up to date, you know. So I think she, she wants to take this fight to the apps uh, for just not just her restaurant, but all restaurants. Grubhub, which is the parent company of Seamless, apologized to Pim in a letter, claiming there was confusion on its site with another menu from a different restaurant. It's since taken Pim's restaurant off both Seamless and Grubhub. We put a link to Pim's tweet thread in our show notes, and in it you're going to see that there are other restaurant owners who've had similar experiences. And now, Pim says she's planning to file a lawsuit. Sam Harnett reports on Silicon Valley for KQED. This episode was produced by Erica Cruz-Guevara and editor Alan Monticilio. KQED's leadership team includes Julie Kane, Vinnie Tong, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for the Bay. We'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, 
and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.